5 Minutes with Phil, a daily devotion for people on the go. Brought to you by Tabor Church. Welcome back to the podcast. This is 5 Minutes with Phil. Well, it's great to be back behind the mic um, after missing four days last week. And I hope you caught up with the episodes and are uh, ready to continue to roll in this dysfunctional family tree. As we come across a familiar character today, one who, which, I mean, is everybody knows. Um, There's lots of people who know King David, right? David is uh, a familiar character in scripture and one in which people have heard about, even if they're I would say even if they're not very familiar with Scripture, they they probably recognize King David. Now, David is one that we recognize in two ways, which a lot of times David gets held up because uh, it says that in Scripture that he's the man after God's own heart. And it's like, whoa, like what kind of dude do you got to be? In order to be a God, you know, the, the man after God's own heart. And it, it's pretty miraculous to, to have that kind of characteristic uh, thrown in comparison to your own name. And so today we're, we're going to spend some time looking at the dysfunction of David, not the things that we always lift up. Now, this is uh, the first part that, you know, it comes in 1 Samuel 16, and I brought this up yesterday in the message at Tabor. Um, we were talking about heart, that God sees the heart. But this is a, an interesting part when God chooses David as the next king. And Samuel's going and he's looking at all of these uh, these kids of Jesse's that God told him to go to. And there are ones that are like, he was dark and handsome, beautiful eyes. You know, and he's like, that must be him. Like, God's like, nope, that's not it. And every single one of these, God's like, nope, nope. Nope, that's not it. You know, and he's like, do do you have any more sons? Are there any more sons out there? And uh, and it says, God has uh, doesn't judge by appearance or height, for I have rejected him. The Lord doesn't see the things the way you see them. People judge by outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. So when you're thinking about David, uh, here it's almost like David is the ugliest of the of his clan. <laughs> I don't. I mean, it's it's something that that's. I think it's it's kind of funny because um, you know, like it, all of these characteristics for his other brothers, and then David. Yeah, but, but God has rejected all of the the fine people, and He wants to choose an ugly one this time. <laughs> but. That's not really what it's saying, but he's saying he, he, he's looking at the heart, and, and David's heart is in the direction of God. Now, what we see throughout the very early parts of David, everything is, is pretty much you know ship-shape. He's doing what he needs to do. He's not killing Saul when actually he has the ability to. All of that is good stuff, things we can hold up David for. Um, but the first thing that happens with David is that there's this little passage, and it says, And when it was time for the kings to go off to war, David stayed home. Right? That's. I think it's a key verse, because there's something that's happening here in David. God's saying, here's the things that I need you to do, that I want you to do, right? And 
And even as we find it was customary for the kings to go off to war, this was the time, this was the opportunity, the kings did this, and yet David stayed home. And, and it's right after that that we get Bathsheba. Now Bathsheba was a fine lady who was bathing on her roof, and David spots it and wants it. And guess what? He's like, I'm the king. I get what I want. And he takes it. And he's like, yeah, I mean, I don't have to feel bad about this. But then she gets pregnant, right? I mean, we know this whole story that leads him to, you know, try to deceive her husband because he tries to bring him home so that he can sleep with her so that the whole pregnancy thing won't be an issue. And <laughs> that doesn't work. And he, then he ends up, you know, sending him to the front line and having him killed in war. It, this is the, the parts where it gets sticky because this lie upon lie upon lie leads you down a path that really corrupts your character. And even, yes, it like, and people say, well, you know, this is really the God, you know, the, the man after God's own heart. And it's like, yeah, the, the moments that, you know, at his heart, he was, he was, he had a heart for God, but he was making dumb mistakes and dumb choices because he was following his deceitful heart, not the part that was after God. You know, and David, and I'm, I'm just going to save, you know, the, the second half of David, um, the dysfunction of, of this family for tomorrow because there, there's so much to be able to unravel there that I don't, I want to, I don't want to rush through the, the dysfunction that's found here that actually extends into the further corruption of the kingdom. And so David, when it was customary to go off to war, he stayed home. He didn't do what he should have been doing. And instead, we see it gets him into a whole bunch of trouble. This isn't good. And yet we know God is faithful. As Nathan the prophet comes to David and says, you know, gives him the little parable. And, and, uh, and he says, you know, like, um, you know, this guy like steals a sheep and, you know, and he's like, what? How dare he? Like, who is this guy? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find him and I want, I want him dead. And Nathan says, you're, you're the man. And, and that's when David spends time in lamenting. He spends time in confession, and he's looking at himself, and he's saying, I am surely sinful, sinful from the very time my mother conceived me. See, these are the depths of confession. These are the parts that, you're, you know, that, that are in Scripture that actually speak to our, our soul in times of desperation, in times when we feel like we have you know, completely corrupted ourselves. And yet he still asks God, he says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew that steadfast spirit within me. It's God who is faithful and just to forgive our sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. That's the faithfulness of God. That's where we're going to rest in, not in, in these good people who are called, you know, the people after God's own heart or people that we've lifted up for generations and all the good things that they've done and yet missed out on the dysfunction because we didn't want to see it. But it's not about their dysfunction. It's about the perfectness of God. 
to rest in that today, and we'll we'll continue on with this story tomorrow. All right, take care, everybody.